I'm from New York, Queens, New York, and uh, I grew up in in a really diverse neighborhood because um, I went to a charter school and then it was just a combination of like, a lot of people from different boroughs in New York and we all kind of came together and just kind of like learned and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, I think it was really strange because I came like in the area that I lived in, I lived in a, I lived next to the projects in New York and but I lived in like the Jewish the rich Jewish housing next not rich but like a lot of middle class Jewish people lived in that building so like you had a weird like every day you'd be right next to the projects and then you have like your little like, own oasis in yeah. your home and whatnot so it was very it was very strange growing up um but then when I got to high school I mean there was like I had like a bunch of like friends of like different races and whatnot and I think that definitely helped me growing up because I have like, a lot of friends who in high school, I met in high school, who just grew up in um, like with a private school and like other like white predominant like schools or like Hispanic predominant schools. And it was very different meeting other people in that situation. But um, I went to art high school um, and I studied film there. It's not like your traditional high school experience because like everyone doesn't believe in like the the whole like social structure of high school because everyone's doing their own art and everyone's like oh I'm an artist like (laughs) I gotta pour my heart out of my soul into my art I don't care about our distinctions we're all the same we're human like like that you know and um so yeah I basically went through high school like knowing who I was you know because I'm pretty confident met a lot of like I I think I learned a lot in high school and one of the things is like who I am as a human being in like the universe and whatnot mm. but uh but i also think that's because like growing up in new york city you know there's all you're exposed to a lot a lot so i couldn't be sheltered off i was kind of thrown there and like forced to like adapt and um and now i'm here just like flailing my arms and whatnot <laughs> in california so it sounds like early on you were exposed to so many different people and i know just being in new york like there's just all kinds of people mm-hmm. there was there ever like any tension or did you like struggle getting along with different types of people not at all i mean i was definitely bullied in high like in like not high school like in middle school but like that was because i was a little fat but i mean but that's not the reason why but like, I mean, it's just, like you grow up you grow up with like a bunch of different people and like as you grow older you start learning about each other's focusing on each other's differences and that kind of pushes you apart I think definitely middle school. Um, my elementary school was totally fine because we we're all young and impressionable, and we all like, got together along perfectly. But mm-hmm. I think in middle school is when, um, when the cultural divisions started coming apart, up, up, you know, because Queens is um very diverse. There's a very especially where I live. There's a predominant um, Muslim community, predominant mm-hmm. Muslim community, Greek community, um, African American community, and a very 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 low Asian community there because it was just like this was just when it was coming up in the neighborhood and. It was, it was very, there was a very distinct moment in, in middle school where it was just like, you literally could sit down in the cafeteria and see where everybody's like cultural standing is. And it was very surreal because the thing is, I was only like one out of three Asian students at my middle school, like in in a class of like 65 or something like that. So I had to like, not want to say like adapt, but like I, I, I sort of just like, no, I actually adapted to, like, the social groups, and I didn't really want to, like, say, like... Because I hung out with a lot of the Muslim kids a lot, and I had a little Muslim thing <laughs> in, in middle school. <laughs> Not, like, call it, but, like, like, like just, yeah. like, my friends are Muslim, and, like, I just know, like, a bunch of, like, Muslim, like, vernacular and whatnot. And I think that definitely helped me, like, um, like especially growing up post-9-11. It was a very, like, 
you wow. put you, when you put a face, especially in New York too, you know, in New York there's such a nasty, nasty perception of just like um, Islam. There is a lot of hate, you know, and when you grow up with these kids who are Muslim and you like how you put a face to this this big like very malicious force and it's not malicious at all, you know, and it's just like, and I think that's what like, growing up. I think that's one of the things that helped me, you know, because um, I, I grew up in a Chinese Christian household. I mean, I'm not like I wouldn't say I keep to faith, but like I, I, I it was it was good culturally. But another thing about like growing up in a Chinese Christian household is that there's some like tension between other religions. So especially with Islam and like Christianity post 9/11, New York is a very very confusing place for someone to be in. And um, so be, me being as like outsider of that, I was kind of like, I, I went in with like, the the, the like the like just that all these guys are my friends. The idea that all these guys are my friends, and like I don't see them differently because of their race or like religion and their way they think. And I think that's that's definitely helped me in high school and especially in college too, because like coming out here to USC, it's a very predominantly white community, and it's yeah. a good, very like in your face, like this is like a very white school you know and um and a lot of people just i wouldn't say they're just like racially insensitive they just don't know better and i think that's one of the things that i'm really thankful that i live in like coming from new york and that growing mm-hmm. up with all these strange like cultures that came around me you know and i think that just makes like it helps me understand people better you know yeah yeah you talked a bit about how you were located really close to the project. Mm-hmm. Now, did you have friends in the projects? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Josiah Daniels, my, 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 my good friend, Josiah Daniels. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had a lot of friends in the projects. Uh, walking home was a very specific routine that, like, my family has, like, taught me to, like, you know, like, don't walk in the projects at certain times, you know, blah, 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 blah. But then I'd see my friends go off to their home in the projects. And I'm just like, wait, Josiah is going to, like, his place right now. It's not scary, you know? So it definitely taught me how to walk in New York, you know? Walk with confidence and, like, know where you're going. Um, so what what were some of those rules that, like... Don't go on that park at that time. Okay. Don't go there at that time. Don't walk alone in this certain bus, like, don't, this bus route. Um, um, because there's... Uh, I lived in Astoria right next to Long Island City. So basically Long Island City is here and Astoria is here. Right. But in between here are just like a bunch of projects. Like rows mm-hmm. and rows. The Queensview Project, Queensbridge. Um, and it would just be rows and rows of projects. And so you, you definitely were you definitely were exposed to it. But mm-hmm. you were taught kind of like just be cautious around time and time. I mean, my, my family were, was a little bit paranoid about it. But as I grew older, you know, like they trusted me. And, and I just got, got used to it. So, yeah, I had a lot of friends in the, the projects, but then it kind of, like, because, like, a lot of my friends, like, where they are now, it's, like, they're not in good places now. I know, like, I have a couple of friends who are locked up right now that mm-hmm. I knew in middle school who were, like, my really good friends who I'd, like, have playdates with. Like, our parents know each other, you know? Yeah. And it's hard to see that, and it really it's really sucks that, like, I can be talking on, like, a, like, all, like on, on a podcast right now about, like, my friend and, like, how shitty his situation is. And it just yeah. like, it's so, it's so, it's scary. And that's scary, but it's just like, it's, it's, it's frustrating how I can come from a place of privilege and talk about my friend like that. When I don't see it as like, I'm talking down on him, where I'm just talking about my friend. But when I talk about it, it just seems like I'm talking like, well, he lived a different lifestyle than me. 
you know, and I think that was the one of the, I think now that continues to be like a confusing thing for me, um, especially here in USC, you know, doing what I'm doing. And it's just, yeah. it's very, it's a very interesting, but really troubling, like, idea that we grew up, we grew up literally, like, a block away from each other. And the difference in our lives is the fact that he grew up a block away, we grew up a block away from each other. And that, that, that blows my mind. And, and it's weird. But I mean, right now, like, the neighborhood is getting better, but, like, also gentrification in New York and everything. But that's another topic in its own. Yeah. <laughs> now, I um, was talking to you, I forget, like, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And you said something very interesting when you compared fraternities here mm-hmm. to gangs. Yes. Could you kind of... Give you a little context behind that. Yeah, okay. and let me know okay. what you think. So this summer, um, I worked on a film where it was my friend out in, um, he lived in Bushwick, and Bushwick, the area he lived in was like a very heavily gang-dense area. So there was a lot of tension between a block, within a block. And so basically, I wanted to shoot a little reenactment documentary about my friend who got into, my, got into a fight with a gang, with like a gang member. And um, so in doing this, I had to like, sh- like literally live in Bushwick for three days straight, you know, trying to like, like, it'd be one thing shooting with them and then like getting food with them and then hanging out with them at like 3 a.m. to 5 a.m., you know, and then she'd wake up the next day to start shooting again. So I had to like adapt and like, you know, be a part of that culture. And one of the things that I've noticed is that, you know, it's a lot of the times with gangs, um, you don't, you don't, you hear about gangs, Right, you hear like the oh the big boogeyman, the guys who come and get you at night. But you and like in New York, you like you never like practically like oh yeah, like, they're the blood of the Crips are here, but like you don't practically see them, and it feels like oh like that's just like a fairy tale kind of thing. So once I was out there, I met like like MS thirteen guys, like the Crips and Bloods, and um, and the thing is like they're just like us, you know, and they're just. They're great people, you know, uh, a lot of cool friends that I met through that time. Uh, a lot of them are very talented people. And, and it, it just, and then the, the mean the gang doesn't necessarily mean they're up to no good, you know? And, and so one of the comparison is that like, uh, cause I'm in frat and one of the things that I noticed is that gangs and frats are very similar. And the reason being is cause like gangs are just, everybody's, but they're both like territorial, you know, they believe in brotherhood. You know, they have, like, a certain set of, like, initiation or whatever, say that. But the difference is that, like, gang members have guns and frat boys don't. Frat boys will fight you and, like, call you a pussy if you don't fight back or something, you know. But gangs take it differently, you know. And the thing is, like, we're all fighting the same battle in terms of just, like, oh, like, I don't like that, like, gang. I was like, I don't like that frat. You know, what do we got to do to, like, take them down? What do we got to do to take them down, you know? And, um... I thought it was very strange and it's very it's very interesting the the two cultures that I managed to like experience you know it's like I get the frat I get like the the very bougie like LA you know like USC like like lavish lifestyle and then I also go home and I also have like this very like total opposite of that you know I have the total opposite of that and it's a good very it's it's a very strange experience to pop in pop out of that and I'm just somewhere in between like living both like lives and um and yeah so it's pretty kooky which lifestyle do you prefer you think if you had to pick one if i had to pick one i think i'd want to live in, like in the, the gang style you know because I, I there's something there's something very humble about um 
working for who you are, like working to be who you are. You know, I feel like a lot of times, like a lot of people out here are very entitled and a lot of things are handed, like don't get me wrong, like a lot of things were handed to me on a like, silver platter. Mm-hmm. But um, but I think that like when you, I think it's more rewarding when you work for something. And what I mean by that, not necessarily like, I'm not talking about like, 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 like financial, like working for money. I'm talking about working to build who you are as a person, you know, um, because I feel like, uh, like with a lot of kids too, like their parents have been giving them like, oh, I'm going to put you in private school. And they slowly shapes who they are as a result of someone else's decisions of enti- like if there's some sort of entitlement involved where that shapes them. Whereas if you were in a, if you weren't in that situation, you were living in lower, like the lower end and um, lower, like lower class, it'd just be like more, there's a lot more like online. There's a lot more at stake. And, yeah. So I'd rather be in a gang than in a frat. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Because <laughs> they yeah. both do the same thing, man. Yeah, yeah. They party the same, man. Listen to the same music. It's like, it's pretty insane. Literally, the only difference is the guns. The only difference is the guns. And I think that's also, like, I think that says a lot, too, you know, because, like, if you were to put a frat boy and, like, a crip next to each other... The frat boy would like poop his pants. He like freak out, you know. Like, but then he has like we're the same people, you know, just a little bit different background, but we're the same people, you know. And I think it's a good, very strange, strange similarity and whatnot. But yeah, that's how I feel about that. <laughs> it's pretty insane. When someone says the word race, what's the first thing that comes to mind for you? Difference. Which is not something that it wanted to come to my mind, you know. It just that like I feel like people, people divide themselves. People find differences in other people just solely on race. And being like Chinese American, like I do feel that I, I do I I feel it as like a a problem with it. I mean, not a problem, but like something that I struggle with, like cultural identity, because um. Ethnically, I'm like very much Chinese, and but like culturally, I'm very much like American, mm-hmm. and um, how those two blend and clash between me, and they're very different for me. But I'm just more of like a balance between the two is kind of like where I'm standing right now, you know. Um, and and it's not to say that I'm like abandoning one culture for the other. It's just saying that I would like to have both to have like a better perspective and understanding of both, and. And yeah, I think that kind of manifests itself a lot when I like in the way that I carry myself, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like I like to think that I like to think that. Yeah, no, but I um, agree. yeah, but I like to think that like, I I, I want to represent like where I came from and not like like oh like New York New York. No, I want to like represent in my actions, like the way I think and the way I talk, you know. And so that's that's what I that's what I strive for in terms of just like in the battle between race and um culture i guess you know the two buzzwords <laughs> the two buzzwords up in here yeah so one that i like to end on can you finish this sentence and take as much time as you want okay i'll never forget the time when so when i was shooting that film over the summer yeah. i was shooting with the gangs and everything so the thing about it was that my friend who got into the gang fight got involved with the gang a very dominican heavy gang in new york so on the day of the shoot i asked my friend like hey like can you pull up some extras and he was just like all right cool i got you i got you and i'm just like all right man cool i pull up to set and 
all these guys are in the Dominican gang that the film was about that the kid got into the fight with. And I'm just like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. You know, and I was just like, this is a very, immediately my actor, my other friend who was with me, we just kind of looked at each other like, oh shit. Like, like this is gonna be very scary. And my actor was kind of like starting to have a little nervous like breakdown and had to manage that. But the thing that I'll never forget about that day was when I set up the master shot, I had all the, the guys sitting on the bench and looking like really hard and really like really thug. And um, and this guy comes up to me and he's not wearing a shirt. He's wearing like he has a tattoo across his chest and he had really pretty eyelashes. Very pretty eyelashes, this guy. And I'm just, and he's just like, yo. And I'm like, yo, what's good? He's just like, yo, if you want, we can make this shit look real. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's just like, yo, we got the grips over there. And sure enough i look over underneath the bench was a duffel bag and it was just full of guns and i'm just like in my head i'm like oh my god like what did i get myself into and and i'm just thinking to myself i'm just like nah man like we don't we don't need we don't need that man i don't put anybody on blast i don't get anybody in trouble you know what i'm saying he's just like Man, I don't give a shit, man. I shot someone the other day. I'm about to get locked up anyway. And in my head, I'm just like, Aah! like, oh my god, like, what? If my mom could see me now, <laughs> and and then I'm just like, nah, man, we're good, we're good. And he's like, all right, all right, all right. And that was like, I will never forget that. I will never forget that time. And wow. That was a crazy time. That, was like, that, that, that moment itself should be a film in its own, but that was the crazy, that was a crazy time. I will not forget it.